Thanks for checking out the Bridge Podcast. It's not a mistake you found us. We pray God speaks to you today. Check us out Sundays at 10.30 a.m. For more information, go to sfbridge.org. Sven and Oli. Sven and Oli go to hell. And uh, they're down in hell. And uh, they're down, down in hell. And uh, it's not going so well, you know, uh, for the devil. And uh, the devil's down in hell, and, and uh, he's cranking up the heat, and Sven and Oli are here, and, you know, they got, you know, their jackets on and whatever, and the devil comes over to Sven and Oli, and he's looking at them going, why aren't you guys gnashing your teeth, and you're weeping, and everything hell's supposed to be, and, and you know, Sven just says, well, there, you know, up in the north country where we're from, uh, you know, it's cold. It's really, really cold. And so this is like a little... Uh, the vacation for us, you know, and uh, the devil's like, you guys are weird, man. Like, you know, where are you from? And Sven's like, you the north, you know, up there, way up there. And uh, so the devil's just getting frustrated. And the devil's like, you know, I, I just need to turn up the heat even more on these guys. And so the devil goes and he cranks up the heat even more. And so, you know, Sven and Oli, they kind of shred their jackets. In fact, they even pull out a grill. They're like, this is grilling weather. I mean, this, they're just going to town in hell. They're having the time of their lives. And, uh, by the way, this is theologically incorrect, just so you know. And, uh, and so they're, while they're in hell, uh, you know, they're, they're cooking up steaks, and the devil's just madder and snot, and finally comes over, and I'm like, what are you doing now? And, and uh, Sven and Oli just say, well, you know, you turned up the heat there, and we've spent so much up there by the North Falls, you know, next to Canada, A, and so we're down here now. We just want to enjoy it, so we're going to cook up some bratwursts, and we're going to cook up some steaks. It's going to be grand. Great time, yo. And uh, the devil's just just frustrated. Like, I can't believe, you know, that they're, they're doing this. And so finally, the devil comes up with a plan, and he's like, got a genius plan. And so the devil decides he is going to make it colder down there than in Minnesota. And so the devil makes, you know, it just super cold. It's like 40 below zero. There's icicles everywhere. And, and literally, it's just, you know, blizzard weather. And so Sven and Oli, they just decide, well, we'll just, we'll just put on our, our coats again. We're okay with this. And, and they go over, and they're just laughing and smiling in front of the devil. And they're like, oh, this is, this is so awesome. We're so excited. And the devil's just frustrated. The devil's like, why in the world? I can't figure you guys out. Like, since I made hell freeze over, there hasn't been any gnashing of teeth, and people aren't weeping, and, and this, is, this is not good for me. And Sven and Oli just said to the devil, they said, no, this is the best day of our lives. You know why? Because we realize now with hell frozen over that the Vikings won the Super Bowl. There you go. <laughs> Dude, it's cold outside this morning. Thank you for being here. There's some churches that actually canceled today, and I'm like, Dude. It's Minnesota. Like, seriously, if Sven and Oli can go to hell, you can go to church. All right, so um, please know that's theologically really bad, okay? I just want to send your hate mail to Derek, not me. Um, so, hey, I just want to say this, too. Just celebrate a couple things this morning. I just want to say a huge thank you to our worship team. I know they don't want any kudos, but they're here to bring us into the throne room of God. And, yeah, they did that this morning, so thank you. And, and I'll tell you what. I don't know if you heard, but I could hear that mandolin so loud and clear this morning, and it was just a cool instrument just to hear as, as uh, I felt it was anointed today. So thank you, uh, John, for just leading us uh, on that, and all of you. Just phenomenal this morning. The other thing, too, that I just want to celebrate a couple things, and we'll jump into a new series today, uh, is this. Last week, Derek preached and did a phenomenal message, and yeah, give him props. Come on, that's all right. 
we were on the way up north, and so we, we had our little phone uh, just listening, and we were part of the service as well, even though we weren't here in uh, physical form, we were here in spirit. And Derek preached on a movie of what he said is a great movie. It's a horrible movie called Jingle All the Way, one of the worst Christmas movies ever written. I mean, even those that think Die Hard is a Christmas movie, we need to pray for. And uh, um, anyway, Derek did a great job. And the thing that I really liked about his message is when our plans get interrupted. And I thought, that's so cool because it's a little bit what I want to talk about today. Just just out of round of applause in the last two years, last two years, uh, has anyone's plans here been interrupted? I'm just out of curiosity, just a round of applause. If you're not applauding right now, you're literally dead, all right? Because um, all of our plans got just messed up. Life got screwed up for a while. And I thought his message was so relevant to where we are. And guess what? Today is, like he was saying, the second day of a new start. It's a new year. It's a great time to, you know, make those New Year's resolutions and, and then, like, you know, fail at them and today or tomorrow. But it's a great day to set some really good goals. And can I encourage you in this? Rather than your goal be, I'm going to lose 20 pounds, I'm going to lose 30 pounds, I'm going to read my Bible every day, I'm, all those ones that we've already made. Can I just challenge you in this? Rather than make that end goal, the re, you know, the end result the goal, make the process instead the goal, Okay. What can I do? Hey, every, you know, what my, what my goal is, is every day I want to drink at least eight glasses of water or something like that. Whatever that might be for you. The end result would be great, but if you make the goal of the process, you're going to set yourself up for success in a better way. Um, just coming from experience. The other thing that I want to celebrate this other than Pastor Derek, and by the way, okay, this is really crazy and I just want you to know this. Do you know we have people in our church that will drive out of their way to come to church just to listen to Pastor Derek preach? How cool is that, man? I love that because this man I love and this man can communicate like nobody else. Come on, somebody. Let's give him one more, all right? So here's the deal. Last thing is this. We had our Christmas Eve Eve service. We were standing room only again. And so thank you for those that were being a part of it. And uh, I just want you to know, because you don't have my phone, and when we ask people to text yes to say yes to a relationship with Jesus, that's the whole reason we put those services together. That's the whole purpose of them, is yes to encourage and have a Christmas service. But we want everybody to go, you know, to eternal life someday. And so that's the whole process and the whole purpose. We had 12 people make decisions for Christ on Christmas Eve. Come on, somebody! Which was awesome. We were celebrating. But the coolest part is I had somebody um, text me last week, and they just said, hey, Pastor Chris, and I love this, and I don't know who this is. It could be you here. I don't know because uh, it's all confidential. And they said, Pastor, I want my teenagers to grow up in the faith. You know, and basically said, hey, as a parent, I want this for my kids. Do you have a recommendation on a student Bible for my, for my kid? And I'll tell you what, man, that was just as cool as it was as somebody giving their life to Christ. Because here's the deal. When we give our lives to Christ, it doesn't just stop there, does it? It's not just, in the Bible, nowhere in the Bible does it say make converts, it says make disciples. And so that part is important. Yes, it's the start of a really incredible journey in the faith walk that we're all on, some parts. Now, some of us maybe haven't said yes to Christ. You're still on a journey with us. We're all in that journey somewhere. So the last thing, I said last thing, I lied. One more thing. Um, this week, if you didn't know, our dryer went out. And uh, I had other jeans I wanted to wear today that were my non-holy jeans because it was cold out. And have you ever tried to put on a pair of, like, jeans that didn't go through the dryer? Have you ever done that? Like, you, like, air dry them in your house when it's 20 below and there's no moisture in the air at all? 
Literally, it, it looked like there was somebody in them as I picked them up. And I'm going, what in the world? And so we had somebody in our church, uh, and I'm not going to pick on them, uh, but they know who they are. They came out and uh, out of their way and even bought parts for our dryer, came and fixed our dryer for us. And we have five kids. So I can tell you, we, we have a lot of laundry that goes on in our house. And everybody in our family does laundry except me. So it was very well needed. Um, when Heather and I got married, I said, there's one thing I just, I hate doing. And she's like, I actually don't mind it. And I'm, you're nuts, but I love you. So there we go. Works great. But I said, hey, we want to give you something. We want to pay you for this. And they, they wouldn't even let us. And we tried. And I just want to say, man, that's what the church is. And so I pray that we can pay that forward to somebody else. So if you ever uh, have your dryer go out, we can't pay it forward in that for you, but something else, all right? So if you want a meal or something, let us know. All right, so hey, Happy New Year, everybody. You're awake this morning. I love it. That's what the cold does in Minnesota. So let's start off the new year with some fun, all right? Kelly, it's, it's the third of the new year, and so rather than focusing on, on those resolutions, let's focus on something that, uh, you know, is a little different. So we're going to play a game this morning. Who likes games? Anybody like games? I'm a gamer, all right? I love board games. I'm a nerdy board gamer. Uh, here, here's the deal. We're going to play a little bit of a game, and don't worry, I, I just... Whether you like CNN or Fox, doesn't matter this morning, but we're going to play a little game called, is it fake news or real news? Don't worry, it's not political at all. You'll be good, all right? So, so I'm going to, I'm going to show you a, a picture of, up on the screen, and I want you, uh, to tell me if this is fake news or real, well, plot. Here we go. First one. All right. Okay. NASA warns disasters near as the neighborhood, I don't even know how to pronounce it, heads for Earth. Okay, so this was, uh, came out last, last year. Uh, do we believe, if you believe this is real news, clap. Or if you believe it's fake news, go ahead and clap. It is fake news. Good job. Good job. How many thought it was real news, but you were afraid to clap because you knew you're going to be by yourself? Go ahead and applaud right now. All right. Okay, go to the next one. All right, so this, this, uh, this story right here is a Belgian farmer. Uh, in Belgium, he moved a stone and accidentally redrew Belgium's border with France, favoring Belgium with an additional 10,000 square feet. How many think this is true? How many think it's false? You guys are good. It is true. This is a true story from last year. They had to go through a whole court system to change the, to change it back. Right, let's go to the next one. Here we go. This is a self-portrait. Um, the Italian Navy discovered a pig-faced shark in the Mediterranean that omits a pig-like sound when taken from the water. How many think it's true news? How many think it's fake news? First one they have ever discovered from the water. This is completely true in 2021. All right. Is that just not the ugliest fish? What would you do if you caught that? Seriously. That's so, yeah, throw back. All right. Number five. Here you go. Okay. This one. Uh, number five. Or number four, excuse me, an intoxicated man, uh, he's drunk, reported missing in the country of Turkey, actually joined his own search party for hours. <laughs> How many think this is false? How many know this is true? <laughs> Next one. France, it's just stupid. France bans emails after, work emails after six o'clock. How many think this is true? How many think this is false? This is actually false. Uh, it's actually a rumor that's going... How many are like other... Derek's doing really bad. I can see him up here. All right. Okay. Next one. Here we go. Uh, squirrels 
from St. Paul, Minnesota parks, okay, uh, because of them, they actually had to scale back Christmas lights in some of our parks. How many believe this to be true? How many believe this to be false? How many have seen this story last year? Okay, all right. You, you know what happened? Actually, on some of the new lights that they have out there, they're actually coated with corn syrup. And so the squirrels, I'll just let you in, interpret what that looks like. All right, last one. Here you go. Last one. All right. Uh, self-driving car keeps driving itself back to its original owner. How many believe this is true news? How many know Teslas aren't that good and it's fake news? Go ahead. All right. Come on. So, all right. So here's... You've, you've seen Herbie, right? You know? That's what it reminds me of. All right, so how'd you do? How many got 100%? Anybody? Way to go. Way to go. How many just bad Derek? Raise your hand. All right. Good job. All right, good job. So let me ask you one more. Let me put up this last picture here. Let me ask you this question here. Is this fake news or real news? Is Jesus real or is he fake? Who do you say Jesus is? Is he Lord is he a liar? Is he a lunatic? Is he something crazy? Is, is the news declared in the Bible that Derek and I and many of you give your life for, is it, is it real? Is it true? You know, I grew up as a skeptic. I, I didn't go to church. And so before I just want to say, you know, here's the answer why I believe it's true. Let's dig into the word here. Um, in this series, we call uh, Let Your Nets Down here this next month, and we'll explain what that means. So let's look for ourselves. So if you have a Bible, Open up with me to the book of Matthew, chapter 4. If you don't, we'll toss it on the screen for you. We're going to read verses 18 through 22. Jesus was walking by the Sea of Galilee. He saw two bros, two brothers. They were Simon. Everybody say Simon. His other name was what? Say it. Peter. And Andrew, his brother. They were putting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. Come on, can I get an amen, somebody? We got fishermen in the Bible. This is a good day. Come on. All right. So Jesus said to them, follow me, I will make you fish for men. Verse 20, at once they left their nets. At once they left their nets and they followed him. Going from there, Jesus saw two other bros, two other brothers. They were James and John, the sons of Zebedee. They were sitting in a boat with their father, mending their nets. What were they doing? Fixing their nets. So what were they as they were fishermen? At once, at once again, they left the boat and their father, they left their boat and their father, and they followed Jesus. Now, I want you to think about this for just a moment. Put yourself in the shoes of, of Simon or Andrew for a moment. Okay, Simon who's called Peter, and we'll talk about what that means in just a moment. But here's Simon, and here's Andrew. And you're out fishing. You're just enjoying your day. You're fishing, and, and all of a sudden there's this special teacher. You don't know if he's Lord, you don't know if he's liar, you don't know if he's lunatic yet, and he comes up to you and he says, Hey, Drop your nets, drop everything you know, lay it all down, your comfort zone and everything. Come with me. Come follow me. And what does it say they did? At once. Did they think about it? Did they take time? Did they here, here's a question for you. Did they stop and pray about it? No. Right away. At once. We're gonna go and we're gonna follow him. At once. We're we're just gonna do it right now. We're gonna go. And and that might seem weird to you. Like can you imagine your kids? How many here have teenagers? Okay. They're probably a little older than teenagers around that age. Imagine somebody coming up to your teenager today at the mall in a white van with no windows. Of course, they have candy. All right. And, and they show up and they're like, hey, come with me. Drop everything you're doing. How many would that you would call police? Right? So 
so when I first read this story years ago, I thought, why in the world would they just do this instantly? Did, did they know who he was? And they didn't yet. They didn't know who Jesus was. Jesus had just really started his ministry. Well, tradition holds in Jewish culture that you have a rabbi, and the rabbi would be a teacher, and rabbis had a small following. A lot of them would have three close friends or 12 with them that would follow them, known as, in our Bible, disciples. And so they would go. And so this was common. And if somebody sought you out, you felt special. You were like, oh, my goodness, they see something worth valuing me. They see something that, that, that they want. Like, oh, my goodness, because of that, because this was an incredible opportunity, Andrew, Simon, James, John, the other brothers, they dropped it. They said, we're dropping our profession. We're, I want you to think, for those that like fishing like I do, how big of a deal it is for you to go, I'm going to give up fishing and go do this. I mean, that's a big deal because they don't even know who this guy is yet. And they say, once they follow because they're ready to let Jesus speak into their life. Number one, when we are called by Jesus, we're to call on Jesus. When Jesus calls you, you're to call on him. If you agree with that, say, yeah. Okay, Peter's name was what? It was Simon, right? Simon, if you look at the context of what that means, it literally means one who hears from God. And then Jesus does what? Jesus, later on, we learn, actually changed Simon's name. And we've heard, maybe you've heard of Cephas or Peter or Simon Peter, different names or titles that he has. Well, Cephas is the same name as Peter. Cephas is just the name for Peter in the Greek. Cephas or Peter, if you know what it means, it actually means on the rock. And so Peter was called the rock. And so you've got literally, you take both of his names together, you have the rock or a foundation of one who hears from Jesus. And we're going to talk about this. We're going to unpack this in the next couple of weeks. Because even if you've been a Christian a long time, you're going to gain something new. I'm excited for you. Or if you're new to the faith, you're going to be challenged and encouraged as well. Because Peter was literally the first to really start establishing the early church. And so he was known as the rock. In fact, Jesus said later on, past his death and denial, he said to Peter, he said, hey, you know, on you, the rock will build my church. And so there's debate. Was that really Peter was the not? I believe it was. But we'll, we'll unpack that as we go. Peter was not only among like one of the first disciples called by Jesus, but he was the, he was the spokesperson. He was literally the post child for the disciples. He was the guy that if you, if you wanted something, if you, you, you would go to Peter because he would tell you whether it be for good or bad, mind you. Okay. Peter had no filter. How many, you know what I'm talking about? You have that person in your family. All right. We do too. Um, and I'm not going to say who that is from the pulpit. Otherwise I owe them $5 and I want to keep my money today. One thing though, sorry, buddy. I know you're here this morning. One thing that Peter is credited with is this special insight that he had concerning Jesus' identity. Remember, Jesus called on Peter, and now Peter has a chance to call on Jesus. And so Jesus asks Peter in the book of Matthew, and I don't have this on the screen, my apology, but if you want to, it's verses 16 and 17. It says later on, he says, Peter, who do you say I am? Who do you say I am? In other words, Peter, am I fake news or am I real news? And this is after they've spent time together. And Peter answers, if you know the answer, what did Peter say? You are the Messiah. You're the Messiah. And so when Jesus called him, Peter knew that he was of God. And Peter felt even unworthy later on in his life to be in God's presence. Just secret vulnerability moment here. There are times when, when I come up here, I don't, I feel like, man, if, if people knew the week I had, I don't deserve to come and even share a message with you. I don't deserve to be in God's presence. And, and I know some of us feel that way. And I just want you to know it doesn't have to do with what you have done. It's what he's done for you. Okay. 
has nothing to do with the, the works mentality. It just doesn't. Otherwise, if it did, at what point do you know you've done enough? I mean, what a vicious cycle. And unfortunately, we've had churches that have, have taught that from time to time. You know, he told him that he would make fishers of men, and that's what Peter did. Okay, so when Jesus calls on you, call on him. Number two, Peter goes from fisherman to follower. He goes from fisherman to follower. Leaves it right away. And, and if you're going, well, it's just, just a fisherman. Like for most of us here, if we fish, it's a hobby. It's not necessarily a business. Biblically, fishing was one of the wealthiest industries you could do. So fishing was, it, it brought home the bacon. Well, not it brought home the fish. But it brought home to provide for the family. Fishing was an excellent business. And so it was a family business. He even said in the, what, the scripture we just read that he left his father because this was a family business. And so not only, you know, were they doing the fishing, they were taking care of the inventory. They were checking all of that. They were making sure everything was good. They were making sure they were in the right spots. They had the right netting, the right tools. They were training the right people. I mean, this was a thriving business. So for them just to be like, you know what? I'm done fishing. I just want to follow. That's a huge, huge sacrifice to make, bigger than we realize. They had everything. That everything the world had to offer. Everything, but yet they were still missing something. Let me just ask a question. How many of us are in that? You don't have to raise your hand, but how many of us are in that same boat? We're going, man, I got everything the world has to I'm comfortable. Things are good. I'm, I'm doing okay. And, and that, to me, honestly, is one of the scariest places we can be because I don't ever want to forget my need for a Savior. Ever. I, I have. We all have from time to time. And, and maybe you're not a fisherman. Maybe you're going, I don't relate to this Peter and Chris. They're, they're fishermen. But how many know we all, I, I wrote this. I didn't mean for this to be a pun. It's a pun. I'm sorry. How many know we all flounder? Okay. Even, I really didn't mean for it to be a pun when I wrote it. And I read it and I'm like, oh my goodness. All right. How many of us know that we all flounder from time to time? And, and we're still called to follow him. You know, what does that look like? Honestly, Following Jesus can make you look like a fool sometime. You know, early this morning, I, sometimes Sunday morning early, I will go to the gym. And so I walk into the gym, and there's, there's a couple at the gym, and, and uh, had a great conversation with them. I didn't even plan to share this with you, but this morning I was in there at Anytime Fitness, and this couple walks in, and, and, and they, were, they were sharing um, very colorful language with me about, you know, things that were happening, and, and, uh, and they were just going, going on and on. And I said, man... I said, uh, and, I, oh, and I was in shorts, and I walked in with shorts, and it's 20 below out, and they were like, dude, you need to put on some shorts. And I'm like, oh, okay, or some pants. And I go, well, I said, in about an hour, and it was a very colorful language, I said, in about an hour, I will. And they said, well, why? What, what the blank are you doing in an hour? I said, well, I'm going to church. And they're like, oh, what, what church do you go to? And I said, oh, I actually pass through the bridge. Uh, oh. And... and and I had, a, I had a choice to make. Do I, you know, I was a little bit late this morning. They said, well, you know, I, I have a chance to have church right here before I get in these four walls or I, you know, hurry my butt up. And I go, this is, this is an opportunity. And I said, man, I'm sorry for anything that you guys have gone through. And all of a sudden, man, the floodgates opened of what's going on in life and past church experiences and past church hurt. And just on the way, I'm like, I just need to pray for them. That was a crazy conversation. It was really strange, really weird. You know, they didn't convert to Christianity right away. They didn't like, you know, but... But they talked about, well, we've all done things in our past. I said, me too. And I said, we're all, we're all in need of a Savior. We're all needing forgiveness. And we had a great conversation. But i tell you what, I took a risk. And in fact, one of them, like, in the conversation, walked away. And the other one kept talking to me. And I'm like, all right, Lord, I don't know what you want to do, but I'm here. Whatever you want to do, Lord. And I just stayed there and prayed. 
you know, that's sometimes making a fool of yourself. But I'll tell you what, there's no greater thing than making a fool of yourself for Christ. We all make fools of ourselves anyway. Might as well do it for him. Right? Right? You know, so I look in the Bible, and it's one of my favorite stories of all Scripture. I love it. Because Peter, Peter is just, if, if, I, if I could be like anybody else other than Jesus in the Bible, it would be Peter. And here's why. Peter takes a risk. He's, he's just has stupid faith. Just stupid faith. And so they just get done watching Jesus in the town next to the Sea of Galilee doing all these healings and all these things and, and, and just these miraculous things that they're seeing. And they go out, and him and, and the disciples, Peter with, with the other disciples in the boat, and they go out, and you might know the story, and here they are on the boat, and all of a sudden they look over, and I, I got to just imagine it's a little bit hazy, and they see somebody walking to them. And I don't know about you, but I would freak out. Like, what is going on? And here's what I want you to catch. is something that we don't always see in this story. Why was Jesus walking on the water in the first place? There's, I only have one answer for this, and this is Chris's best theological guest. Ready? Was he doing, was he, was he healing somebody? Was he performing a miracle for somebody? What, what, why was he doing it? I'm like, Jesus, why were you doing it? And he, the only answer I have is because he could. It's literally the only answer I have. You know? He didn't have to. You know, he's Jesus. He can do whatever he wants. You know, you could, any of us could walk on water today in Minnesota, but he could walk on water over in the Mediterranean area. All right. And he's doing that. And they look out and they're going, what in the world is going on? You know, and, and looks out and, and goes, is that Jesus? Oh my goodness. That's not a ghost. That's Jesus. And Peter's going, and this is what I love. We'll, we'll jump into his scripture here. Verses 28 through 30. Peter, I love this. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come on, how many of you would do that? Think about it. You're in a sea. Imagine what the boats are like 2,000 years ago. This is not a carnival cruise ship, you know? And, and I'm afraid to fall off that. And here they are in some little, you know, dinghy. And, and there's ghost-like creature. I think that's Jesus. I think my faith shows that it's Jesus. And all the disciples are freaking out. And they're going, they're probably clenching onto that side of the boat harder than they ever have, wishing they had bigger oarlocks they could shove their arms into, just going, no, just save me. What did they have for PFDs, personal flotation devices and life jackets back then? Do you know? They didn't. They used each other, right? And so there is in the boat. And Peter, I love Peter so much. Peter goes, Jesus, if it's you, tell me to come out on the water. Jesus said what? Come, come. All right, come on. Time out, time out. You're out there. Jesus, you, you asked, you have the, the guts or the stupidity, either way, to ask Jesus this question. And then Jesus says to you, for no apparent reason, come on. How many are getting out of that boat? Or how many are like, how many are going to hem and haw? You're going to think about it. You're going to stop and pray about it, right? Because we're Christians. That's what we do. Did Peter pray about it? You just got out. Okay, listen here. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on water, and came to Jesus. Could you just imagine? Oh, come on, somebody. Could you just imagine that? I, I just, I like, I just, oh my goodness. How cool would that be? Were they healing somebody? Were they doing some special miracle? No, this was just like the cool, fun story between them and the disciples. But it was a heart issue that was going on. And we'll see this in just a moment. When Peter saw the wind. Another time out. Stop. This is a play on words here, scripturally. Where else do we hear about how we can't see the wind in the scripture? It's about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is described just like the wind where you can't see where it comes from or where it goes. But right here, what does Peter, or excuse me, yeah, what does Peter see? He sees the wind. Okay, he gets afraid. It's a play on the words, play on the Holy Spirit right here. He was afraid 
and he starts to sink. He's beginning to sink. And he cries out, Lord, save me. We could preach a thousand sermons on this message right here. What happens? But I don't know about you. I would rather be a disciple that got out of that boat, took a risk, and got wet. Well, Pastor Chris, I've just been praying. Is this God's will? Do I do this or do I do that? going to just mess up your theology today. I don't think he cares. I think he just wants you to take a risk. You know what's in your heart. God's created you. So be okay with making a mistake because here's why. Can I give you something? If you don't remember anything else of this message today, unless you get out of that boat and start to sink, you will never reach out for something. You're not meant to stand on that water the whole time. There's a reason Peter sank and we all blame Peter. Oh, Peter, you have little faith. The other disciples didn't even get out of the boat. So I'm fired up because they're stupid. Get out of the boat, walk on water. Oh, I'm sinking. I can't do that. They probably clenched it tighter. But they saw Jesus. And Peter, I love Peter. Did he have to do that? No. But he wanted to. You know, just think about those conversations that we don't get to see. All the conversations they had afterwards about that. I mean, think about how many people and disciples were talking about how stupid Peter was. Can you believe Peter got out of the boat? And look what he did. I can't believe that. And the whole time Peter's going... Yeah, but I did it. I got out. I got out of that boat. I took a risk. And yeah, I started to fall. But I'm glad because then I had a realization that I couldn't do it on my power. I was only doing it on his. Can't do it on our own power. Can't do it. Now, some of you already here, and myself included, we've made a decision to follow Christ, right? So what do we do? If you have been a Christian a long, long time, let me, let me ask you this. Are you leading others? And now, I don't want this to be a guilt trip. This is just something that God has convicted me about. I just want to share with you is how often are we praying with others to accept Christ? In other words, in the last year, 2021, how many of us here have sat down with somebody, a friend, a coworker, somebody at church, and you say, hey, can I just pray with you to receive Christ? Can I just encourage you and challenge you to do that in this next year? In fact, this last Christmas Eve service that we had, I had a challenge for you. And I challenged everyone here. I said, hey, I said, I challenge you to step up, to take a risk, you know, to go out of your way and just spend time with Jesus. And I said, I want you to text me the testimony you have the next week about doing that. And I said, I guarantee not anyone here will. No one did. I'm not saying we didn't. I'm not here to convey. I don't want that to be guilt or shame, but I don't want you to miss what Jesus has for you. Okay, it's not about me. It's not about the bridge. What what does he have for you? He's got so much. Don't miss it. Let 2022 be a clean start. That's what what a new year is. Man, wipe 2021 out of the way. All right? My team, the Tampa Bay Bucks, won the Super Bowl. I'm going to remember that. But other than that, new year. All right? New year. I think us as Christians, come on, how many of us get stuck in our ways? Come on, how many of us? We get stuck in our ways. You know, you've heard that phrase, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. It's true. We have a 10-year-old golden dude. You can't teach her jack squat other than to eat marshmallows and popcorn. That's all we got, all right? She loves marshmallows and popcorns for her two food groups. Then we gave her fat from steak. She's got three food groups now. I'll give you this last point. There can still be new fruit from old seeds. There can still be new fruit from old seeds. For those of you that know, I grew up a skeptic. I didn't grow up a believer. I, I have been a skeptic by trade my whole life. 
And so one of the things I love is archaeology. Any, any other archaeological nerds in here that just love science? We're going to go, we're going to go a little science. Because to this day, you realize this, it's 2022. We have parts of the Bible written before, year zero after. Do you know to this day, not one time, not once, has archaeology ever disagreed with something in Scripture, but it's only proven it over and over and over, and yet we still have skeptics? It's more, I don't know. I don't have a faith to be an atheist. I just don't. Think about that for a moment. Archaeologists, though, recently, ready for this? This is so cool. Okay, I'm just going to blow your mind. This is true news. They recently found preserved seeds from a date palm tree. You ever heard of a date palm tree? Okay, over 2,000 years old. This is the fruit that it produces right here. I never, I didn't even know a date palm tree was a thing. So they found these seeds perfectly preserved over 2,000 years ago. So scientists, 10 years ago, they decided there's a bunch of different scientists worldwide that said, hey, we want to get together and we want to see if we can produce what the fruit is from this, you know, date palm tree. So they planted this tree 10 years ago, okay, 2012 or 2011, they planted this tree. 2013, no fruit. 2014, no fruit, it wasn't producing anything. They actually were thinking it wasn't working. 2015, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, no fruit. Guess what happened in 2021, 10 years later? Were those seeds dead or they were just dormant? Come on, somebody, were they dead or dormant? Shout it out. They were dormant. They were dormant. You might feel like your purpose is dead. It's not. Okay? God can produce new fruit from old seeds that are even in you. I don't care how long you've been a Christ follower. And the coolest thing that I think about this is this. I don't know if you're a Jurassic Park, but I was going, maybe the mosquito and the amber actually would work. I don't know, but okay. This is truth. This is not Steven Spielberg. Your purpose might not be dead. I know it's not. It's dormant. So take the risk like Peter did. What does that look like? What does that look like getting out of the boat? Maybe it's, maybe it's leading something. Maybe it's leading a ministry you've never led before. Maybe it's being a missionary somewhere, it just scares you to death. Maybe it's going, hey man, I want to do something in the church I've never done before. Maybe it's a business that you feel called to start. I don't know. Maybe it's going, you know what, you have the most comfortable, best paying job in the world and you feel like God's calling you to lay that by its side and take a step out of the boat. And you're, you've been praying and God's asking you to just do it at once. Peter did it just at once. And I think sometimes we get so caught up in the praying that we miss the lordship of our Christ that will direct our paths as we take them. Sometimes I think we're just like, Jesus, show me the way. And Jesus is going, I already did, just take a step. That's for somebody here this morning, for me too. So do you say this morning that Jesus is Lord? Do you say that? Do you say that Jesus is Lord? Is, is he real news or is he fake news to you? For me, he's real. If you're re- you know, are you ready to accept him? If you are you can put the number, you can text yes, or just we pray for you. Don't want to make it an emotional thing. It's a life choice for you. Are you ready to go from floundering to following? Take that step out of the boat. I would rather flounder in my faith than not have any faith. And so to have that boldness of just taking a step, going, Jesus, I want to take a step out of the boat. What does it look like? God, I'm, I'm ready to take a risk for you. I don't know what it looks like. But I know you've got me. I know you're going to carry me no matter what. I want to be like Peter, man. I so want to be like him. Are you ready to allow God to grow what is in you? We put that seed back up there, that picture of the the date palm tree. You ready to let God grow what's in you? I'm not saying there's dates in you, by the way, okay? 
But there's something that's been there for a long time. What is it? And even if it requires you to walk on water and fail, are you willing to do it? And maybe it's not even something you have to do, but you just have to learn to be. And just realize that he's got you, he's holding you, no matter what. Maybe you're not ready to get out of the boat. That's okay. Jesus was still there. He's still with you. Let's pray. God, I thank you for your word. I thank you for Cephas, who you call Peter. Simon, Lord. You changed his name because you saw who he was. He was the rock. I thank you, God, that you love us so much that you call us out. You call us onto the water. You call us, Lord, from, from being just a fisherman to a follower. Or you call on us because we can call on you and, and we have those purposes in mind in our hearts. And Lord, I think sometimes we, we wrap them into vocation so often when really it's not a vocation at all. It's just an acceptance of doing life with you every day. And those times where we stumble or those times that we fall, you, you pull us right up. Jesus, you were there for Peter pulling him up out of the water. You're there for us when we fall. And we just want to say thank you, Lord, for loving us no matter where we're at in that journey, whether we haven't been called yet, whether we're in the boat and we're afraid to get out, whether we've taken the step and we're still walking on that water and everything looks great, whether we have fallen or sunken in that water, or whether we're at the precipice that Peter was later on in his life when he even let you down by denying him and yet you still chose to build your church upon a sinner saved by your grace. Thank you, God, for that love and that demonstration of belief in us. Lord, I know there's maybe people that are listening online or here today that that don't believe in you, but would you show them this week that you believe in them? God, I thank you. I just pray that this new year, whatever it has for us, whatever it has in store, God, that you'd be glorified through it all. Would you bless every person here, Lord, as we just pray right now, I pray for health over everyone here, protection over those that have experienced a loss from somebody the last couple of years, whether related to COVID or something else. Would you give them a fresh start? Would they be able to see your grace and your mercy this year? May they be able to see your hand at work. God, for those that know they're called to take a risk, but they're scared, would you hold their hand? Would you walk with them, Lord, in it? For those of us that maybe have, we floundered a little bit, would you just get a hold of our hearts today? Lord, would we walk in forgiveness with you as you hold on to us? I thank you for this time that so many decided to, to drive out of the cold and come together for us to glorify you and to worship you together. And I thank you for just this awesome hour that we got to have. And so we give it to you and we give you this, this day and we commit to you 2022. Amen. Let me share one last thing and dismiss you. And that's this. You know, I look at this tree and this tree... 10-year-old tree started producing fruit. You realize church, we're an 11-year-old church. We're 11 years old. So what if, what if, awesome to the fruit that we've already seen, but what if the best fruit is still yet to come? Have a great Sunday. This has been a podcast of The Bridge Church. Have a great week. Stop in Sunday sometime and visit. If you would like to give, you can do so online at sfbridge.org. Have a great week.